Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. I am so excited today to introduce you to my two guests. Yes, I have two amazing women joining me today. Crystal Kitahara comes from a long line of established entrepreneurs. In 2014, she walked away from a media sales career to start Yummy Karma. Combining her love of business with her love of cannabis, she sought to create a company that embodied her vision. She brings a fresh perspective to the industry and has successfully built cannabis brands that appeal to and empower women. Christine Freeman, Yummy Karma's marketing manager, brings the magic to Yummy Karma. She has worn many different hats within the brand from staff educator to sales manager, finally finding her calling in marketing, which is why I'm so excited she's here. She is passionate about the health and beauty benefits of cannabis and is constantly educating herself on new developments. She loves coming up with innovative ways to share her cannabis knowledge to help people all over California. Welcome to the show, ladies. I'm so excited to have you here. How are you? Doing well. We're very excited. Wonderful. Yeah, we can't wait to chat with you. I'm so excited. So I've been stalking you guys for a little bit um, (laughs) through DMs and emails. And once I found your brand, I knew that this was how I wanted to join the cannabis conversation on my podcast. This is my first time publicly speaking about it, though. I tease it in my stories. I constantly am like tagging you guys. I have stay lifted right here. My audience can't see me, but I'm showing there showing their tincture in my hands. And so finally we're here. It's happening. I'm a huge fan. Um, Just to start off, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for your products. Thank you for just being such powerful forces in this industry where I feel um, no one is really catering to women the way you guys are. So before we jump into the story and all of that, just how are you? What's happening in your world? Tell me everything. It's been crazy. I mean, this year has started off insane. We've been growing quickly. We have a lot of exciting things in the works, especially now that um, our distributor was just purchased or acquired by the parent company, which is the one that Jay-Z is a part of. So we, yes, it's, it's, it's been huge. It's been wild. (laughs) Yeah. And um, we're, We're starting to now get back out there, you know, after COVID, that definitely changed a lot of our interactions. So Mm -hmm. we're excited to get back out, talk to our customers and get ready to make some more new, exciting products. Yes. And hopefully get back out there to the fun in-person events again once it's safe. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I actually found your products during COVID and 
totally saved me. Um, I use the mood magic. I use the stay lifted and I use the uh, sleep tincture. So before we dive in, I want you to actually tell me what is yummy karma? What is your product itself uh, products? What was the intention behind it? What's sort of your mission? Give me the, give me the spiel. So like you mentioned earlier, I started this back in 2014. And since then, I can definitely tell you that the product, they've definitely changed over the time. It was a lot of learning and testing. And that's very exciting as an entrepreneur to be able to create a product, put it on the shelf, get feedback immediately. I mean, it's a really unique industry in that sense. And now it's a lot different. These days, it's definitely become a more stable market. But back in the day, you could literally say, we should try this. We should infuse this. Let's put it on the shop. You know, it was so fun. So exciting. A little scary sometimes because you had other people you knew doing the same thing and you weren't quite sure what was in their product. But (laughs) yeah, um, (laughs) about 2015, 16 is when we made our first tincture. And it was actually because my sister and I our mother was dealing with a lot of sleep issues. Uh, she was on heavy sleep beds and what was happening is she was falling down in the night when she would get up mm-hmm. or we couldn't wake her. Certain, it was kind of scary. So we knew we didn't know until later, but she actually smoked. She hit it very well. She used to keep <laughs> long in the attic. So, um, which explains a lot looking back at my childhood. So, <laughs> but you know, we were like, well, let's see if we can develop something. And tincture seemed to be the best method for that, especially not smoking because our father like hates the smell. So we worked with an herbalist and we landed on the ingredients that we still have today with the magnesium, melatonin, lavender, and chamomile added with cannabis. And I mean, can we just stop right there? <laughs> like the secret formula. I mean, spe- say that again, one more time, like what goes into the sleep tincture. Cause it's so amazing. So we have magnesium, melatonin, and just to say we do a small amount of melatonin because it's sometimes a concern for people. Um, and then lavender and chamomile, and we run all these herbs in-house. So it's definitely a proprietary blend. And immediately she was able to get off the sleep meds and still to this day is off her meds. Now I will say that her tolerance grew. So we did have to release a new product called lights out and that has a thousand milligrams. So for the people who, you know, it doesn't have the melatonin in this one too. So we wanted to give another option for people. Um, and then something that's really special about all of our tinctures, um, but especially those two is they taste amazing too, because I'm not, I mean, you're a tincture user. So I'm sure you've tried something. It's like MCT oil or olive oil. And you're like, I have to hold this in my mouth. This is gross. It's just oil. Um, so we use MCT oil. It's a fractionated coconut oil. And then we use a flavor, like a natural flavor. So drift away has this amazing vanilla flavor and lights out tastes like marshmallow. They're so good. I've used them both. Um, my favorite one though, is the stay lifted tincture. It has like literally changed my life and some mornings replaces coffee. Um, uh, I don't know if I could ever replace coffee, but I totally get where you're going with that. Um, yeah. On some mornings I had it, um, on vacation and it was just like a late start and I sort of missed the coffee run. And I was just like, it's okay. I have my tincture. And 
that's the one I'd love to talk about from a marketing standpoint. I know we're going to jump all over, but what I love, and I know Christine, you're in marketing, like what works really well is like custom things, specific blends, um, that are one of a kind. So you really can't find what's in the stay lifted and this sort of combination anywhere else. And for me, I'm sending it to people, you know, all over the country who don't have access. Like I send it out the gift. Now, can we talk a little bit about like how you decide what to put in your tinctures, like how to create them, what the mission is, what the intention is sort of behind each blend. Yeah. So quickly, and it goes back to the drift. Like as soon as we realized we had something with that, we started to look at tincture differently because a lot of the other brands that were on the market only did indica and sativa. Mm -hmm. And that's when we were like, wait, so it was a two part of there's all these other herbs that can help with purposes. So definitely as a female and dealing with PMS, that one quickly rose to the top of like, we need something for that. Um, And our love potion as well, because we noticed that um, myself and other women that we've spoke to, you know, if you have anxiety or a lot going on in your life, it can really throw off your, I don't want to call it your, like your sex. Like your libido. (laughs) Your libido. It can keep you from getting in the mood. It's the first thing to go when you're stressed out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that one was actually, Love Potion was actually the first one where we used two cannabinoids, CBD and THC, Mm -hmm. um, to create synergy between those two. Yes. What we also noticed is when we were first rolling these out, we did meet with different people and I'll never forget sitting down with this production company because we were possibly going to do a show, but that's a whole nother story. Um, and I just remember her face and she was just out of the room. She was just the one that just didn't seem like she was favorable to the topic of cannabis. So I stopped and I was like, you know, is this not something that you yourself feel like you would work on this project? And she's like, yeah, I would never smoke pot. And I was like, well, we don't sell anything that you smoke. And I started to explain the drops and we always leave with the drift because that's the one where, you know, if you can't sleep, you can get quite miserable. So as we spoke to her and explained the other herbs that were involved, she started to look at it differently. And she's like, wow, like, I think I might actually try that because I never really thought about cannabis as the plant itself and not just this image that's out there with the stoner pot smoking and don't get me wrong. I love that still, but you know, that light bulb went off in her head and immediately she was like, can I get one to try? So to have her walk in, like, I don't think, I don't, I don't agree with these women and then leave being like, I'm going to try this product. That's when we really knew this had to be back in 2016. So obviously before uh, 64, Mm -hmm. that is when I was like, okay, we're on to something, not just that helps with people, but it's going to also change the mindset. Mm. And if we can get women, especially mothers to endorse this, then we have a chance at actually legalizing cannabis in a new light. Right. So not just monetarily. Yeah. Yeah. I just, there's so much to unpack there and you're touching on so much of what I want to talk about. And the first one, I mean, it's all, it's all really intertwined and just the landscape of cannabis has changed 
so much, even since I was in high school where it was totally illegal. And, you know, we were doing these like back alley drug deals. That's just like, so, um, (laughs) you know, so like, like we're just so exactly lots of stories. And I'm with my journey, I started smoking THC, um, you know, when I was 16 or 17 and I, like most people, um, have suffered from anxiety and didn't even know until my early twenties that I had anxiety. Like I didn't even put a name on it. So I'd been self-medicating for four or five years. Um, and I used to say, I don't smoke to get high. I smoke to feel normal. And it had, you know, such a stigma in my family. I was hiding it from my parents. And it's this whole idea that's like, man, it's this thing that's helped me so much. It's changed my life so much. And yet it's like associated with drugs and marijuana and cocaine are not the same thing. Marijuana and heroin are not the same thing. And yet it's been lumped together, you know, the war on drugs that our parents experienced while, while they were growing up, it's just changed so drastically. The landscape has changed. Now you can go into a store, you know, exactly what's in it. You know, exactly the potency, what you're getting, what you're ingesting, how you're ingesting. Like it's a completely different landscape, but I think that stigma and that mindset that you guys are talking about is still there among so many people. And that was one of my questions is what is your message for the skeptics? Like there's so many healing benefits and I'm sure you've had so many conversations with people that women included, um, that really like your, that your product, your brand, the way it looks, the way it tastes, the way it feels, it's like almost this gateway. It's like this tangible thing of, Oh, maybe this isn't so bad. And can you share like a little bit more about that journey? And because there's the people that have been sold on THC from the beginning, like myself, that I find a cool tincture that's female owned and a badass brand. And I'm like all about it. But then there's the people that I think really need it. And we can really show these benefits through this podcast and talking about it. And I'd love to just talk to them a little bit more and like what the landscape looks like today and, and, why it's so amazing. I think a key word you just used was need. That's where we really see an entry. Mm -hmm. Um, when we have, you know, we have a lot of guests that come through here or Mm -hmm. we're out talking to people all the time and they'll say, you know, my mother was just diagnosed with cancer and has to start chemo. Would this be something that could help with her nausea? And this is not, you know, that's how it kind of has to happen. It wouldn't be like, Hey, my mom would like to get hot, you know? So uh, I do feel like it's for us, we've noticed it's a big trigger with trying to solve a pain and people Mm -hmm. moving away from pharmaceuticals, especially, Mm -hmm. but I would even say, Christine, that our topicals are even more entry level because you don't Ah, get high. Tell me about that. So our topicals, and that was always our plan with these was because we're looking at all these products inside Sephora and Bloomingdale's and Ulta. And we're like, And we're looking at what was in the cannabis industry like seven years ago, these like green creams that smell like weed. And we're like, it doesn't need to be this way. So our our plan with our topicals, with our high gorgeous topicals and our rehab topicals is always to 
normalize the use of cannabis in these products. So we made them look like the products from Bloomingdale's and Sephora and smell like it. And they have the same kinds of ingredients and the same benefits, except they work even better because they do have the cannabis in them. And we can tell people, you know, they, these don't enter your bloodstream. They don't get you high. So psychoactively, I like to say they get your skin high, but that's, that's a different <laughs> thing. I love that. <laughs> yeah. You know, your, your skin is the largest organ in your body. So it's like, why wouldn't we treat it with cannabis too? Speaking of that, can we just unpack like for our real beginners, maybe they're like, you know, they feel that same sense, like with the seventies or eighties or even nineties or two thousands, like that stoner vibe, right. Which don't get me wrong. I too, you know, partook in that, but now for me using your products, it's more about microdosing. And it's this word that people are, you know, it's definitely a buzzword right now, microdosing and it's not about like getting stoned out of your mind. And I think with especially your droppers, right, you can really dose yourself with such a small amount, such a specific amount and know exactly like what you're getting yourself into. And the healing benefits for me, because I can't speak for other people is my anxiety until I found, I mean, I, I just made a story on my Instagram um, and my secret formula is Lexapro and THC. That's like oh, okay. my like secret formula for le- living a healthy, happy, thriving life. And I've gone on and off antidepressants over the years, but the THC has actually stayed, stayed there the whole time. And I share and scream from the rooftops that I'm on antidepressants, but yet I'm like really quiet about the fact that I microdose THC. And I'm like, what is this that we can like talk about pharmaceuticals and then, you know, not be feel, feel confident to talk about the benefits of THC. And for me, it's been like pain management, anxiety management, insomnia management. I mean, you name it. So many things that go beyond just the standard, like getting high. So I'm wondering if you guys can just unpack that even more and talk to the healing benefits that you've seen um, and this sort of new microdosing conversation that's going on and how, you know, how you guys feel about that. Well, we definitely have now, we have such an extensive line of products Mm -hmm. and naturally they became different categories. So I would say that our ratios have been used the most for microdosing. Plus our budget friendly tinctures as well. So, um, we have, uh, our ratios are, um, we have like a 20 to one ratio, a four to one ratio. These, those are both high CBD and then a one-to-one. So like an equal balance of CBD and THC. And then we have two budget-friendly tinctures that contain 120 milligrams each. So one's THC only, one's a one-to-one as well. So these ones have been great for microdosing. Um, And we also have used them as kind of like an entry into the world of cannabis tinctures too, for people. Definitely. Um, When we have someone say like, oh, my elderly parent, or this person really doesn't want to get high at all. That's where we go right to like our high spirits or a cloud nine. Because, and even like you said, the dropper allows you to see, like, you can even go less than a serving size. You can do a half or a quarter. Um, microdosing probably came around, started to really get, be talked about about three to four years ago. Yeah. I'd say when like legalization was rolling around, because it, again, like we mentioned it, we actually knew what was in the products we're buying. So you could yeah. actually plan a microdose. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we do see that it's like one 
or the other. So you have the people who like to microdose and, you know, especially if you're going to use it during the daytime. And then a lot of the same users will go a little bit heavier at night Mm -hmm. to help with like sleep. Right. And your products basically cater to both needs, which is totally amazing. I'd love to shift gears and just talk about the industry a little bit because I don't know very many brands, if any, like I walk into, obviously I live in Santa Cruz. So the uh, dispensaries here are like little boutiques, you know, there's Buddhas when you walk in and they're like the cutest, the cutest places with the best employees, everybody's super knowledgeable. It feels like you're walking into like a boutique beauty store or Sephora or something like that. And then your brand is what caught my eye. And I don't really feel like there's another brand out there that's targeting women in the same way. And so that leads me to believe that there's not very many other female owned cannabis brands out there with the same kind of mission. So what has it been like, you know, I hate, I hate using the term like female entrepreneur, right? We're just entrepreneurs. We're just human beings Mm -hmm. who are entrepreneurs. But at the same time, I think it is very rare in your industry to find a brand that's so targeted at women and just what has that process been like? And am I wrong? Are there more and more women? Like what has the landscape looked like since, you know, 2014 when you started to now? So there, unfortunately there were quite a few more women owned companies that just didn't make it into Mm -hmm. legalization. Um, So that was a little unfortunate, but what we are seeing is growth in the women running the stores, Mm. buyers. And so to go back to, to say like, what sets us apart is I agree with you. Like first I'm an entrepreneur, but yes, as a woman, I think we observe things differently and I think we make decisions differently. So a huge thing that I realized was back when we used to do our cannabis chips, um, they were super popular but we would do demos. I would do the demos, right? Cause when you're getting it off the ground, you do everything. And you'd have like your samples on the table and a guy walks up, grabs the little cup full of chips, knocks it back and is like, oh, these are great. And then just walks off. It's like, I'm gonna buy them. And it's like, I didn't even say anything yet. You know, like <laughs> nothing. A woman walks up and is like, oh, what's this? And you, you know, what flavor is it? Oh, how many milligrams? How long is it going to take to kick in? How much does it cost? Could I, you know, it's just all kinds of stuff. And we, I was just like, wow, this is definitely different. And so I thought, you know, with tinctures, it is a lot more education in explaining mm-hmm. how to use it with the ingredients. It's not just like eat the chocolate and get high. Um, so I think that that realizing that that's how women shop, that's what started to like change the messaging on our packaging. Also, like Christine said, you know, women, I think we're naturally attracted to shiny objects. No, um, not everyone, but I I do think the packaging, you know, today we live in a different world. The packaging in cannabis is phenomenal now. Um, Five years ago, you could still find a brownie in a cellophane. Like with right? So I think that we always try to approach it as who's our target? What would they feel like they would be attracted to? Are we answering the questions that they have 
especially because what's difficult for us as a manufacturer is there's a lot of layers before you get to the customer, right? So you have your distributor and then you have the buyer at the store and then the buyer has the staff that's actually going to sell to the customer. And what we mm-hmm. notice is there's a big disconnect. We can do the messaging all we want and try to train, but as a growing company with a limited amount of people as well, we realize that the packaging really has to answer a lot of these mm-hmm. questions. So that was a definitely a key thing for us. Um, but we are seeing women enter back in to the market. Yeah. Um, we even have a competitor who's a woman that, you know, of course you're always like, oh no. But at the same time, it's like, this is cool. And it actually solidifies that like, you know, we're doing something that's attracting others. And Mm -hmm. like you said, I do feel like we're very different. We kind of created our own. We always say like our blue ocean strategy. Um, You know, there's tinctures on the market and a lot of them are, they're great. They just don't taste great. (laughs) That's what I'm going to say. Like, honestly, they're not that great. Like, I'm just going to say it. I've tried a lot of tinctures and nothing tastes the same way your guys's does. And it's like, the intention behind the brand is what I've always felt. And I think as women, one, we can feel that, um, we're a little bit more intuitive. We're a little bit more tuned in. I picked up the packaging. I'm like, wow, I feel that this was made for me. So I know from a marketing standpoint, when I'm like, got, when I get got, when I swipe up on an ad, when I find something in a store that like truly speaks to me, I know that they were doing their research. I know that they're talking to somebody very specific with specific tastes, needs, age range, pain points, inspirations, all of this stuff has gone into reaching me. A lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of research education has gone into reaching me. And that's what I felt when I picked up specifically, I came to you first through the stay lifted and then moved into the other ones and stay lifted is still my favorite one, but that's how I felt. And from a marketing standpoint, I was researching Christine. Cause I'm like, man, this messaging and the packaging is so spot on. It just stands out. And I think what you were just speaking to is having to have that education, all of that in the packaging, because there are so many layers from you to the end buyer it's you've done it. So your goal and what you've been, you know, just explained to me it's happening and it's working. And I'm just very grateful that you were so intentional from the beginning and who you were making it for and what their pain points were that they were experiencing throughout the day. And at the end of the day, you know, I can't take my marketing hat off. And I think good products, our favorite products, our favorite people, our favorite services, they make us feel seen. Right. Now, Christine's done a fabulous job, especially in our industry where traditional marketing is not you know, available to us. Yeah, totally. Like, can we talk to that a little bit? Because it's not like you can run Facebook ads yet. No, no. Yeah. I mean, um, it's been, it's definitely been crazy. We've definitely had to get creative. And then on top of the fact that you can't like nothing's normal in the cannabis industry. Like we also don't like doing things the normal way. So, (laughs) so we just can't, we can't follow, you know, the straight line. Like we bought a make our own ocean, make our own plan, come up with something great. So um, like we've always, like we were all saying, like we tell a story with everything we do. We tell a story with our packaging. We tell a story with our events. Um, like, oh, and speaking of which, yeah. So the new yeah. one we're doing, cause now we're, 
really trying to educate Newport Beach, which is still pretty conservative. Mm-hmm. And we've partnered recently and Christine's rolling out a whole like yoga program, seminar, yes. yoga on the beach with your stay lifted, mm-hmm. um, yoga routines on our website that will that you it's can exciting. take with your lift. Yeah. I kind of fell into yoga recently, <laughs> so I'm really excited about it, but definitely you have to find like-minded people because mm-hmm. this was also something we're working with a woman named Nicole and she's like, you know, I've done them with beer and I've even done them with shrooms, right? but I've never done anything with cannabis. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, let me make sure I can, because she has a standing permit where she can, she's one of the only people in Newport that's an instructor that's licensed to practice on the beach. Mm. And so now we're going to have like a hundred women like out there taking their stay lifted and doing like a morning yoga routine. And that is how I think we have to get creative and get Mm -hmm. around the parameters that are set for us so that those women go out and tell, and really we've been a word of mouth company. Mm, We haven't even, poor Christine hasn't (laughs) had the best marketing budget, almost like no marketing budget. So um, we have to get creative. Mm-hmm. And what we've realized though, is that when we tell our story, when we have these opportunities, like being on your podcast and sharing, it is the story that shows the most impact. Mm-hmm. And even the staff at the stores are like, I tell everyone about how drift away was made for yeah. your mother. And it's, it, it just, it personalizes it. And I yeah. think that that's a huge thing for us. And we're very grateful to everyone out there who has shared their story using our products because that's literally how we've grown. I mean, the best form of marketing has always been and will always be word of mouth. So Mm -hmm. it's always about, you know, if you have a great product and you have a great brand and you get it in front of a handful of people and they love it, that's it. And then it's just going to grow and grow and grow from there. And yeah, I just think it's so beautiful what you've done. Um, especially with the barriers, you know, I've, I've been, I've had cannabis companies come to me asking for marketing strategies and paid media. I'm like, we can't yet, which is so crazy to me. And this is a perfect um, segue into this whole decriminalization of drugs, because what a big topic it's happening. We're going there. It's becoming like federally and state and nationally and Norway. I mean, I've been reading about it, you know, this morning just to like re-educate myself on what's happening and state by state, um, it's being decriminalized. And I think that that's just such a big conversation towards where we're going. Um, and how do you see the market shifting as it becomes legal and less and less taboo to partake in, in these activities. It's definitely happening fast. It is. I mean, one part of it, I think we're just going to see more and more different types of cannabis products aimed towards different types of people, products in every single category, you know, (laughs) drinks, food. I mean, we've even seen, yeah. I mean, to me, I look back over, I've been doing this specifically with this company for eight years now and it's like night and day. It's Mm -hmm. very exciting. Obviously there's always some hurdles to cross. You definitely have, um, big money coming in, but you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things. Cause you still have a lot of people who are coming from the prop two 15 days and it's, there's a lot of resistance and it's not fair. And, you know, we've really tried to take on the mindset of like, 
if this is what it takes to make sure that no one ever goes to jail again for using cannabis, then this is, this is the path, like, you know, and we're doing our best and we work with a lot of industry leaders and associations. We work closely with the city of Costa Mesa. Um, We were part of them actually creating the ordinance for the new retail here. So there's a great opportunity and we're so young, we have this opportunity to shape policy. And I think Mm -hmm. that that has been one of the coolest takeaways is, you know, I never really thought about that, that we'll be able to look back and tell possibly our grandchildren. (laughs) Seems so far from now, but like we were involved, like we, you know, helped usher in a new era and I'm so excited. And like you said, not just for cannabis, it's, you know, it didn't work. And it's pretty obvious now. So, but we also have to get it right. Right. So the rest, we've always said we had to get it right in California because the rest of the country was watching, but bigger than that, the rest of the world. And so if you go back and look at the history of cannabis, you know, the United States took a very firm position and basically prevented any other country in the world from even pursuing this. And so we knew that once you kind of step back and then we change our position here, all eyes were on California and everyone talked from the growers to the manufacturers, distribution retail. And we were like, we have to pull this off correctly. So Mm -hmm. I'm actually really proud of our industry. I think we've done a fabulous job. Um, There's a lot more work to do Mm -hmm. and we're ready to roll up our sleeves and get involved. So we're hoping, you know, to change the white house, yeah, (laughs) you know, and have a say. And especially from a women's point of view. Definitely. And for me, like I, I've been in the industry also like seven, eight years. I, I worked as a bed tender. So that's how I learned about cannabis. So for, from working as a bed tender in a little trap shop in Moreno Valley to here, you know, working in marketing for a legal company. um, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And it's also amazing to know and feel like I can do something to change things. Cause growing up, like I never cared about politics. I never cared about policy or whatever, but now it, it, it affects me and I'm learning like I can, we can all make a difference and it's just great and really empowering to know that too. It's a huge value we've built into our company culture. Um, mm-hmm. We have a lot of women now that are like, I never even thought this was like, we kind of joke, like we're actually living the American dream, especially right. as a woman to be able to, to have such visibility, yeah. to be able to have such a say. And I mean, we wake up every day and I hope all of us love what we do, but um, it's, it's kind of mind blowing sometimes to, to, to look back. Like I always, I tell people sometimes I actually don't share it that often, but I still come in and if I'm first and I'm turning all the lights on and I literally have this moment of like, wow, this is crazy. So you know, and now we have the opportunity to turn around and try to help mentor the next generation because it can be done differently, not just in cannabis, but I think in business in general, you know, there's just a different shift. I feel like, especially Mm -hmm. with COVID, we're realizing like what's important, right? Like, and it's a two-way street. And for a long time, I think business has always um, taken advantage of people's lives and it really needs to complement each other, right? Life's short. So 
And now I'm going into my like. <laughs> no, I'm here for it. How I feel. No, I'm so. here for this, and I, I do. I mean, one of my bigger missions is like radically honest business and work life balance and self care. And honestly, THC has been such a big piece of that for me, and it's such a big piece of my story from you know being a stoner in high school to now being a successful entrepreneur who bought her own home and da 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 and you know has this successful company and guess what THC is still a huge part of my life and my story and meeting women like you that are like making it possible for women like us to feel seen and and I you know it's it's been such a vulnerable piece of my journey and just hearing you talk about it you know I briefly, briefly lived in Oklahoma and it made me so grateful to live in California. And this was in like 2014. So, uh, I forget was when was, uh, we legalized here to the point where you could like go into a store without a card. 2018, 2018. Okay. So you, you still needed a card, but at that time you could walk into a store and very easily purchase cannabis here. When I moved to Oklahoma, um, there's this rule there called like stand your ground. And for everybody in Oklahoma, I'm totally screwing this up, but basically the, um, the, the message that I'm trying to share is I could go to jail for a very, very, very long time. If I was caught with a joint, but if I shot somebody and killed them on my front porch, there's this law there called stand your ground and you can literally shoot through the door and not even see the person, but because they're on your property and you feel fear, um, get away with it. And it's totally fine. But yet I could go to jail for a very long time for smoking a joint. And I was like, I got to get out of here. Like I am in the wrong state. (laughs) I am in the wrong place. I got to go. And that was just so eye opening to me that parts of our own country, are still, cause I grew up in California. I, I was born on the East coast, but I grew up here. So, um, you know, to my extended family, I'm this very out there tree hugging liberal, <laughs> you know, very the opposite. And I think it's been really cool too, um, for my extended family to actually see and witness, Oh, she's successful and you can still be successful and be, you know, all of the things, which is something I'm constantly screaming from the rooftops. But I think to be in California, like you said, it is, we are so blessed, um, to be this progressive and this far ahead. And even now my friends come from New York or Rhode Island and I take them to the cannabis store and they're like, wow, like this is amazing. And I forget how grateful or, you know, I forget how lucky we are to live in a state that recognizes the cannabis industry in such a beautiful light in such a supportive way. So yes, I think that we do have eyes on us and I'm so glad it's women like you that are really like the face of it and leading the charge. And I think it's really powerful and I'm just very grateful that you guys are doing what you do and creating these tinctures and these brands. And it goes so far beyond getting high, which is also great. It's great to get high, but it's also great to have like green tea extract and vitamin B12 and all of these amazing varieties and, and really healthy blends um, going into your creations. And it's so intentional and so beautiful. And I'm just 
thank you for being here and sharing your story. I'd love to end with what's happening now. You guys were sharing before we started to hit record um, this amazing movement that you guys have going on. Can you please share about this and how we can support and all the things? Yes. So we're so excited about this movement and even just um, you talking about the stand your ground law in Oklahoma, that that just kind of reminds me of why we're doing what we're doing. So this initiative, it's called Empower Women, period. And the whole idea behind it is it's a donation drive for feminine hygiene products. And so why that related to Oklahoma was really... um, A lot of people don't realize feminine hygiene products are considered luxury items all over the world in the United States. um, There's 33 states that are still charging sales tax on these items. California, we took it away, but it comes back at the end of the year. So, I mean, that didn't really help it. You know, Um, there's women in the United States that can be arrested for trading their food stamps to get feminine hygiene products. So that kind of brings me to the stand your ground law. You know, it's like you can shoot someone through your door, but you cannot trade food stamps for a literally necessary item. Um, So without the threat of going to jail without, yeah. (laughs) So it's it's outrageous. You know, I was, blown away once uh, Christine and Nithya did research and put together um, a blog post. We were really just going to start with one store. Um, They reached out and said, you know, we want to do something for women's month, but we want to do it early. And we thought, I was like, well, I think I've heard something about, you know, maybe we could donate. Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking for shelters and they went digging and looked and you know, we weren't sure if the store was going to be on it because people get a little weird when you start talking about this, but we're pretty proud. So on our mm-hmm. mood magic, we literally say the word tampon. So, mm-hmm. um, and we haven't really gotten any negative feedback on that. No, it's so wild. <laughs> but when they pitched it to the store immediately, they were like, yes, that, that is something that speaks to us. And we'll speak to our customers because they always are running different drives there. So we thought, oh, how cool. So they started, Christine started posting this and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden we just had store after store reach out and say, we want to get involved. We want to do something with this. And I Mm -hmm. thought, how cool is that, that, you know, here's just another, like cannabis has obviously been one of our missions, but Mm -hmm. we have a platform. We've been blessed with success and it's, you know, we don't want to stop with just cannabis. And so we're always looking for different things that we can help support. But Mm -hmm. this one for sure in California next month, we should have a lot of stores participating in this. So I'd say check back on our website. We'll have a blog post stuff going into even more detail. We're going to be posting who we're working with on this as well. And And we're actually going to try to like change legislation. So we've actually also been reached out to by different advocacy groups and they're like, do you want to jump on board with this? And I'm like, let's do it. Why not? You know, like change the one tampon at a time. Exactly. I love it. (laughs) One tincture and one tampon (laughs) at a time. I mean, exactly. It's so badass what you're doing and it's just so aligned with my brand and my mission. And I'd love to find a way to support this and collaborate with you guys and we can talk offline. But, um, I mean, these two taboo topics, cannabis and periods, and you're just tackling it. And I just think, Oh, what an exhale, what a relief. And, and I'm just 
you know, grateful to be connected with female business owners and in such a powerful position doing such powerful work. And I, I just want to echo what you said. I think as business owners who are blessed with success, we have a responsibility um, to do more and we have this privilege. And I say all the time, like if you are privileged enough to love what you do and, um, you know, have a roof over your head and have abundance in your business and in your lives. Like we have a responsibility to sort of spread this and spread the message of cannabis, of empowering women, whatever your shtick is. Um, you just got to own it so fully. And I'm just, you guys are totally doing that. So thank you so much. Thank you for being here after me. Thank you for including us to to be able to share our story. So Mm -hmm. we very much appreciate that. A hundred percent. And if you guys want to learn more, um, the website for yummy karma is Y U M M I K A R M A.com. You can read all about their tinctures, all about their products. Uh, Christine has a great video on there. I just want to tip my hat again as a fellow marketer, um, you know, navigating this crazy world of brands and social media and, all of the, all of the things you guys are doing such a wonderful job and I would love to have you back on, you know, and, and check back in. I have a feeling things are going to shift and move very quickly here in the next couple of years, especially in the cannabis industry. And I'd love to keep in touch. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here. And to all my listeners, this was such a special episode for me. I obviously haven't talked about this, um, publicly and, you know, after hearing this, I hope you can understand why it's been so powerful and why I've been stalking these women and wanting desperately to have them on the podcast. So thank you for shifting and evolving and growing with me as I continue to step into my authentic self. And until next time, keep growing. 